Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Podcast. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. I'm Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. And this is the last leg of our journey. Usually, we interview high-vibe conscious creators and spiritual evolutionaries. Spiritual evolutionaries or revolutionaries? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. It's just a cool word. Yeah. Who knows what it means? It's provocative. But in this episode, you're going to be listening to our travel diary as we journeyed around Central Europe with the kids. And just our backpacks. The amazing race European adventure. It is day 12 of the Amazing Race European Adventure. Alcyon edition. Yeah. Today was great. Oh, it was so fantastic. The last day. It was filled with lots of synchronicity. Oh my goodness, yes. An incredible amount. Things we could have never planned. In a million years. (laughs) So, we... Kind of ate a later breakfast, and we took our sweet time yeah, this morning. Lovely. And then, uh, you know, connected more deeply as a family. Um, and then we we knew that today was going to be a really busy day, and we really, really pushed ourselves because we had to get everything, all the rest of the stuff, crossed off our list. Yeah. So that tomorrow could be more leisurely. And we had big goals of being able to spend many hours at many. at Gellert Spa, that which was going to be like our grand finale of the day. Uh, and they closed at 8 o'clock. And so it was like, okay, well, we got to get there by 5 and do everything else by before 5. So we had kind of thought, well, let's get a little earlier start to the day. And then like every day, <laughs> we didn't even leave until noon or close to 1 and we got on our cute little subway. Yeah, took the yellow subway to a new area of town. The yellow line. And we're on the subway, and we come to a stop, and the doors open, and who walks in but Merritt's little friend Maya, who she saw at the roller coaster restaurant and then again at the the pool pool. yesterday and then again they get on the same subway car and the mom was like no way we were all like no freaking way are you kidding me three times and the two was crazy enough and the first thing that um maya's mom said was that's it what's your what's your phone number that's it give me your phone number she's like it's kismet yep the universe is saying something we have to just follow the directions 
<laughs> so we got off, we, and then we got off the, the next uh, stop, and we exchanged all the information, and we traveled together for a good chunk of the day. A couple hours, yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. And because they have so many little kids, and we were talking and talking and talking, it took us almost two hours to get from the subway station to across the bridge and up the hill. But we stopped to get some more delicious vegan ice cream, of course. And then as soon as we got those cones in our hand, Liberty looked up and saw one of her friends from school. From her school that she goes to. And so... Walking down the river walk in Budapest. Yes. And we're somewhat familiar with their family. You know, we... Like, you've been in plays together and they've done sports together. They're both on ASB. And um, so we kind of know their, their parents... And I look up and I see them and I have to sort of like, like rub my eyes a little like, what? You did a literal double take. You like what? looked and then you kind of looked away and then looked no back No way. Again. What are the odds? I mean, it was just like back to back. You've got to be kidding me. Of all places, right here on the river of the Danube. Eating ice cream in Budapest. Like, after all the weird little delays and other things that had happened to lead us to that exact moment of crossing. I know. It really is kismet. I mean, the, the divine is working something magical here. Yeah. And it feels, it feels like good and weird. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that for a long time. Yeah, we just like couldn't get over it, really. Yeah, and then shortly after that, we walked into this little girl's mother and and brother, who were just shortly behind them, and so we chatted with them, and we're all eating our ice cream, and uh, and then we continue on with our our new friends, who happen to be from Dubai, and we get to the the iconic chain bridge. It's so beautiful. It's flanked by two prestigious lions. And everything is bronze and gold and and green and stone. Oh, it was so fantastic. And from that side of the river, you look across and you see Buddha Castle. Oh my gosh, you see everything. And you see Buddha Bastion, Castle, yeah. yeah. And you see the citadel and you see the Liberty statue. And, I mean, it's all right there. So yeah, we meander in the hot, blazing sun. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hot. So freaking hot today. And Merit's friend, Maya's little sister, was like, Man, how do people tolerate this weather? It's so boiling. She's like five. Meanwhile, yeah, she comes like from five. Dubai, where it's like 120 she's degrees six. in the shade. And they're saying that today, I was like, but they were like saying how hot today was. And I was like, yeah, but you live in Dubai. And they're like, yeah, I know. We had to get out of there. This is like a winter day for us in Dubai. But, you know, they have air conditioning and everything. Everywhere. Everywhere. And so we get, I mean, it was beautiful. Then we got on the other side of the bridge and there was this really lovely square and they're... Funicular. Yeah. And everywhere there's these lovely fountains. Um, Not like a fountain with like a cherub and, you know, a, a serpent or something like this, but like these, like drinking fountains, but they're like ancient. Yeah, drinkable water bottle filling fountains. Mm-hmm, but they're just lovely. And so we would splash in there and get cooled off and fill our water bottles. And and uh, we stood in line and went up the funicular. Which is, a we wrote a similar thing in mm-hmm. Prague. Yeah. It's like a trolley built on a hill. Yeah, slash gondola. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this one was built in like 18... 
70? Um, yeah, 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 1870. Yeah. And then had a remodel in like the 70s, 1970s. Right. So it has some of that Art Nouveau charm to it. It's wooden, lacquer, that really shiny lacquered wood and cute flowers everywhere. And we rode that up and continued hanging out with Merrick's new friends and bonding with all of them. And then we parted ways and we... We said our goodbyes. We walked on to explore around Buddha Castle mm-hmm. all the way until we reached a dead end. and couldn't go any further. We had to mm-hmm. find a new way back out and through, which was great. And every everywhere you looked was like the most perfect picture. I mean, even the pictures that I took today, because the weather was so spectacular, don't even look real. They all look like a like a painting or a backdrop to a... a theater set it looks it looks like these painted clouds the perfect puffy white clouds on the the blue sky and all the tile rooftops yeah i mean it doesn't look real i mean everything looks so photoshopped even though it was like a one take no filter no edit image it, i mean it's it's incredible to be in a place like this that looks like a fairy tale and then we walked on we passed Harry Houdini house. Yeah, that was cool. We opted out. We we didn't go into the Harry Houdini house, but we we checked it out. We scoped it. Yeah, and and the kids knew who Houdini was, and so that was cool. Point of interest and learning. Because he was born in Hungary. Mm-hmm. In Budapest. In Budapest, yeah. And then we moved on to Fisherman's Bastion, which I had had on my radar, and it's been on the list for the Amazing Race. And really excited to do that because it's all really lovely white stone and big cathedral in the middle of the square. Mm-hmm. Interesting vibe there. Yeah. It's like all these um, walkways, like elevated walkways and roundabouts and um, little castle turrets. Really lovely turrets. Lots of little turrets. Yeah. When we were just wandering around, we wandered down this... Uh, Stairwell, and at the bottom of the stairwell corridor was this gypsy accordion player. Oh, so magical. Just echoing and filling the chamber with Mm -hmm. his music. And it was sort of whimsically filtering out into the square. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, there was a definitely a gypsy vibe there. There were a lot of gypsies sort of like selling things and playing music. and Folk art. And mm-hmm. We sat on some a shaded area, had a nice picnic, got to get some respite out of the blaring sun. Yeah. By the way, every, every public restroom in Europe, you have to pay to get in a few, a few bucks. Usually like one euro equivalent. Right. Yeah. And there's an attendant who is usually quite grumpy and just sits there and stacks the coins. We've decided that probably the, one of the worst jobs in the world is bathroom attendant. Yeah, but I bet they keep some of the money for themselves because the lady today was, like, putting them in a secret drawer. Right. Yeah, because who's was there a turnstile you go through, too? No, not at this one. Oh, no turnstile? A lot, yeah, of, them, I mean, a lot of them you put your coins in, and then you get the turnstile, and you go through. But this if, one, no. If there's no turnstile, then that's a great gig, because yeah. you pocket a lot of euros that way. Totally. Or Hungarian forints. Mm-hmm. Forints. Forints. 
Yeah. And so it was like, wow, bam, bam, bam. We're just checking things off the list. And that was a huge, that was a pretty big hike in the, in the heat, the full mm. on midday sun. The girls have a little bit of color from it. So we caught a cab to our next spot. Mm -hmm. And we were so wiped out. I'm that glad we did. We all could have probably fallen asleep in the cab. Merritt, Merritt did a little bit. And then we got to our next destination and, uh, I hiked for a while with her on my back up the hill. The Citadel. The Citadel. It's beautiful. It's sort of um, like... Well, it's like an old military lookout, basically. But it looks almost like a coliseum, you know? It's yeah. this really lovely round stone structure and up on the hill. You can see it from way down below on the bridge. But then the, the real charm of the place is the views it gives you of the city. Mm. The best views of Budapest come from that citadel. And the... One of the other charms that I had really had my heart set on seeing and sharing with the girls was the Liberty Statue. I felt a real soft spot in my heart for Liberty and Liberty Statue. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Which is beautiful. It's this big goddess up on top of a pedestal obelisk way up in the air and she's yeah. holding a she's got her flowy robes giant feather over her head and arc yeah, with both like arms. a sword she's sort of doing this bit of like a back bend and she's looking up at the sky and she's got this her chest is all open and like gorgeous apomal and then the big giant feather and then right at the base of the liberty statue we stumbled upon another yellow envelope of the amazing race the girls walked up to that Came scampering back with this. Congratulations, you have won the amazing race, European adventure. Yes! <laughs> that took a minute to set in, I think. Merritt was like, huh? And we're like, Merritt, you won. And she's like, oh yeah, cool. You have traveled to six countries in one month. Uh, some of the viewers may not know this, but, the, but we went and did a, a Canadian tour before we came on this this excursion. So this is something that many dream of experiencing and most never will. Take a few moments to reflect in gratitude on all you have experienced in Canada, Germany, Czech Republic, Austria, Slovakia, and Hungary. You are now a global citizen. There is a whole incredible world waiting for you. It's full of amazing people, places, and experiences. There are no limits, and if you want it, you can have it. You can now return home knowing that you are a winner. You are number one. We're number one. We're, We're number one. one. We're number one. <laughs> so it's pretty fun finding that one. Maybe a tiny bit bittersweet because our wild scavenger hunt across Europe is coming to an end. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things that I don't think is super realistic on the show, right? Because they win a million dollars and it's all like woohoo, you know. But in in our case, it's like this was the the winnings, mm -hmm. and so I think that there was a lot of mixed emotion. It's like even even after we did our, you know, typically we would do a recording as the girls were opening it, and then after we were done with the recording, Merritt was like, "Well, wait, so it's done." We're like, yeah, you won. It's it's over now. It's yeah, like, no guy jumped out of the bushes and gave us a like, million where, dollars. What's his name? What's the dude's name? Phil. Phil. Where's Phil? She's like, where's Phil? 
They're like, yeah, forget about Phil. <laughs> forget about that dude. Whatever, Phil. Yeah, so I think there's still, for me, and I think for the rest of the group, is that there's a lot of processing of, like, yeah, reflecting on how amazing everything was and that sadness of about going home, but also, like, excited to go home, you know? Get back to our beds and our life. And, and our animals. And your own pillow and our animals, but then also feeling like, oh, this was this has been really wonderful, and, like, I could keep doing it. I could keep going for... Another six months or a year, even. Yeah, well, when we submit this to the Travel Channel and we get our own Alcyon Adventures travel show, then we will. Yeah, the girls just got really wide-eyed and gave a little nod. So, after we found our envelope, we hiked all the way down Gellert Hill, which is really beautiful. It's park, oh, terraced, and paths, and green. little um, playgrounds tucked away at different levels. Yeah! Little jungle slide. But we couldn't stop at the jumbo slides because we were headed to the spa. Mm-hmm. Have anything to say about the spa? What was your favorite part of this one? The wave pool. The wave pool? <laughs> yes. This Gellert pool, Gellert spa, has an outdoor wave pool. It was so fun. It was a blast. And so uh, this was also a confusing spa. When you first walk in... It's lovely. It's like a museum. All the gorgeous tile work, all the stained glass everywhere. Yeah, it looks like a Statues. very fancy hotel or like like the fanciest train station you could imagine. Or almost like the opera house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really stunning and really lovely tiled floors. And uh, it's not really clear even where to buy a ticket necessarily. And then we figured that out. And then we figured out what ticket we needed to get. And based off of yesterday, we... Learned, oh, we don't actually need a cabin. So we just got this plane locker, which was a crazy maze. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh, all the cabins were, like, in a labyrinth. The cabins were in a labyrinth, and you had to make your way through all of the cabins to get to the locker room. Which included going down a flight of stairs, through a corridor, back up oh. another flight of stairs. Right. Into the labyrinth of cabins. And then you had to sort of figure out how to use your little wristwatch thing to... Did you guys figure it out on your own? Yeah. You oh, just I, press it, and then you... I kind of looked, and then the one that I chose happened to be out of order, so I had a really bad bunk first experience, and then some other dudes told me, like, oh no, you press it, and then like, okay, and then I found one that worked. I couldn't figure out how to get all three of us to activate, so I just didn't even go there. I just, you just used one locker. Just used mine, yeah. And it's so packed. It was so packed yeah. with ladies, yeah. all partially dressed, and bumping into each other, and trying to get a seat on the bench that's in between everybody. There's not nearly enough room. Um, you know, wet floors everywhere. It was kind of crazy. Crazier than any, like, American dressing room. Oh, by far. Yeah. By far. It's a madhouse. Yeah. And uh, so then we got outside, and this time we decided to use our fancy um, waterproof phone carriers, mm -hmm. which was a whole other added fun time. And pretty much as soon as you started using it, it was almost a wave pool right away. Oh, yeah. Like, boom, Instantly. wave pool. Yep. Yeah, we played in the wave pool for a while, and then uh, then what do we do? We explored the whole grounds, which it, it isn't as expansive and huge as the other one. Insert crazy Hungarian spawn name here. Boop. Yeah, there was a place to lounge out in the sun, so there was a lot of sunbathing happening, and, and then we went inside, 
inside looks like a museum. We made our way to some of the thermal baths. There's What's like, even finding that there's is There's like tricky. an east wing and a west wing of the thermals. And then this huge pool that you have to wear a swim cap in. Right. And so you can't go in there unless you have a swim cap. And or then, you're bald. Or you're bald. And so some people would go in there and then the lifeguard again would tweet and make a hand gesture about the swim cap and get out. And then <laughs> they would. And, uh, and But this had beautiful balconies and pillars and everything yeah. was tiled. And then as you got in deeper, there was the thermal hot pools where then it really, like, every single inch of that place was covered in the most beautiful tile. Yeah, and these really intricate faces and little cherubs making out. And, and little mosaics and, like, it was really miraculous. And it was, uh, the other interesting thing, too, is that there was so much, like, calcium or minerals in the water that as it had poured out over a hundred years, yeah. it like was making these like stalactites and stalagmites everywhere. It's like what you would see in a cave. Yeah, just on the fountain. And that's just like on the output of the fountain in this beautiful all tile everything room. Yeah, so here's this like goddess like pouring out a water jug of water, but then it's all calcified into stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah, and there were different steam rooms and saunas and all the same stuff there. One of the steam rooms was really cool though. It had this green light, like instead of an infrared light, it had this green light. And then when we sat in it, you know, everything was green and you couldn't really see anything. Like but, being in a green cloud. Yeah, green cloud and smelled really good. And then when we came out, because it was like this optical illusion. So then when coming out of that room, because it was green, it made everything else look pink. It's disorienting. Very. It's fun. I got a little like, whoa. Yeah. I had to sit down after that. <laughs> and we went all the way, we explored all the way through that and we went out to the adventure pool. Not, so adventurous. Not adventurous at all. For some reason, they have this one kind of smallish, warm pool put off to the side of the wave pool up on this upper balcony labeled as the adventure pool. Nothing's happening there. I thought it'd be like a zip line or something into the pool or like little like uh, lily pads you had to jump on. Or like log rolling competitions. <laughs> yeah, or just like... <laughs> Like, you know, those, how they have those water things where you can, like, shoot them. And water paint, cannons. Like, water cannons or, like, the bucket that dumps, you know, like, at kid pools. Nope. No. Like the rope that you jump into. Right. It had nothing. Nothing adventurous. No. It about was just it. a warm pool that everybody was sitting and in. And a steam room. And then I thought for maybe a split second, I was like, well, maybe the adventure pool is, like, clothing optional? Then maybe that's the adventure? No, not that either. <laughs> not that either. No, and then there was a cedar tub. We were like, "Oh, cool! There's a cedar hot tub." No, it's a. And then we a thought, and we thought, well, maybe it's a cold. Like, so you can the adventure part is like that you get your really get your hydrotherapy on, and you go back and forth in the hot and cold. And we had Merritt go test it out, and she was like, "No, it's like the same temperature as the pool." So there was no adventure to be had at the adventure yeah. pool. It was poorly labeled. But you know what else was poorly labeled? Is I remember seeing on the Travel Channel one time. <laughs> about, about a weight. Like, I remember seeing on the Travel Channel, I think it was somewhere here in Hungary. Maybe it was in Turkey, but I don't know. There was this really cool spa, and what they would do is they would have people hook their, their head or their neck into these gentle, cushioned... 
Uh, Pad. Yeah, holders. Like, it was almost like a neck cuff. Like and, when you do massage one of those things. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But more, it's more like this kind of loose collar that you could hold your, nestle your head into. And then you would be in vertical in the pool. And then there, they would hook all these weights to your ankles. So that it would, you, the buoyancy of the water would feel really delightful. And then you would be weighted. And so it would put all this space in between your joints and your spine. Okay, uh, Rachel, I think what you're describing is a torture chamber. No, it looked really good. People, yeah. like, loved it. They loved it because it was so gentle because it was in the water. And so it was like this this dualistic thing where, like, you're in water, but then you're... You're held by your neck and suspended underwater with weights tied to your ankles. No, it looked really good. And then you just, it's so therapeutic. You just kick it in this water that is really nice and warm, and you only stay in the apparatus for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. It's very meditative. The weighted pool. Anyway, since I was 16, my whole life I've wanted to do this. When we looked on the website for Gellert Spa, it said that there's a weighted pool, and I thought, hallelujah, I'm finally going to get to do this. I don't even care how much it costs, I'm going to invest. So then when we're signing up to go in, I said, hey, what can you tell me about the weighted pool? And he's like, what? He looked at you like you were crazy. I said on the website, it said weighted, like weighted pool. And he said wave pool. And I'm like, no, nowhere on the website did it say wave pool. (laughs) It said weighted pool, like W-E-I-G-H-T, weighted pool. Weight pool. And then he didn't even, like, answer. He's just like, uh, nope. He's like, wave pool? And I said, no, wait. And I spelled it out for him. And then what I did is I made the, like, I'm holding weights and I'm flexing my biceps. I was like, no, like, weight pool? No. Again. Blank stare. Still with the wave pool. So I think that they just poorly label things at this Gellert Spa, which is fantastic. I'm not putting them down at all. But the adventure pool is poorly labeled, and so is the weighted wave pool. Just saying. It's not even weighted. No weighted anything. So I'll just have to wait and go somewhere else for that experience. Wait for your weights. Wait for Or you can bring one of those old lady um, aerobics oh, yeah, that's things a good and tie them to your feet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You could do that Yeah, from the last place. Good idea. Just go in the wave pool and get some weights. And I'll just hold your neck. Speaking of, something therapeutic that we started a trend of is that yeah. we would put our feet up on the... There's like these little troughs on the side of all of the thermal pools. And um, Liberty yeah. and I would put our heels, our ankles in there. And then we would extend out and we'd be able to just float... And it was like nobody had ever had this concept in all of Budapest before. <laughs> and as soon as they saw us doing it, then they started doing it too. And they were all looking at us like with wide eyes and open mouths like, what? And then they tried it. And, and it was the best. So anyway, it was a success. We had so much fun at Gellert Spa. And then, no, wait, then we went back to the wave pool. Yeah, oh, then oh, we, we went back to the wave pool. And we were learning how to dive all the way to the bottom. That was a fun time. And uh, and then we stayed in there so long that my fingers, the tip, the tips of my fingers started to turn white and were really, really cold. I was getting hypothermia. We had to get out of there. We, we hung out in the warm for a little bit longer and we closed down the spa. Mm-hmm. It was great. We were like the last people to leave. And oh, we introduced the kids to marzipan chocolate today. 
And then these other really delicious cookies that you could probably only ever get in Hungary. They're like a they're like a fig Newton, but with raspberry filling and covered with, and covered with chocolate, <laughs> and they're in the shape of a circle. Oh, they're so divine! On the way home, we were going to go to the metro stop, and then looking at the map, I was like, "Oh wait, wait a minute! There's also one right across the bridge, and that bridge is all people." Oh, dude! They had it blocked off Best with a cop at one end, and so we decided to walk across the bridge and get the metro or the subway station on the other side. This whole bridge, they block the traffic just so people can hang out on the bridge and watch the sunset and drink and party. Yeah, and everybody was bringing their own bottle and people were climbing up so high and the cops were like, didn't even care. Yeah, everyone's like drinking wine, they had hammocks, they were barbecuing. Mm -hmm. And blaring music. music. And so there were all these little pockets of people that were just like, had their own private party. And then they would mingle in with each other. I mean... Just Bud- watching the sunset. Like Budapest is the place to be if you're like 20s to 30s, single. And if you're in the drinking and the bar scene, if you're single and ready to mingle, go to <laughs> Budapest. It's the best. Oh, something I don't even know if we mentioned. At the first spa we went to, the big yellow one. Party trains were in buyer place again right now. The first spa we went to, every Saturday night, they have a Sparty, a spa party. I bet there's so much Spartying happening right now, too, somewhere in this city. Somewhere. (laughs) And so the whole spa that you can go to during the day, and it's all family-friendly, is adults only. and From 10.30 to 3 a.m. Yeah. And they have, like, a DJ and, like, smoke machines over the water and, like... Oh, and, like, crazy light show. And all the bars. So everybody's, like, drinking and partying and dancing in the pool. It's like a techno rave. Yes. With the mosh pit. Spa rave. Yeah, spa rave. Oh, yeah. What if they went in the mosh pit? It's probably the best place in there. It's probably the best. So, that goes down here. Yeah. I really like this city. It's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. With the sparting. Yeah, I don't even need to go to a sparty, and I love this place. (laughs) So, that was really fun. Navigated the subway system home, took some transfers, ate a lovely dinner. Yeah, and I think we're just still, you know, coming to terms with the, we won the amazing race. We're now global citizens, and um, we have all day tomorrow to really just soak it up and do all the little last things that we want to do. Tomorrow's our last day. Yep. Tomorrow's our last day. How do you feel about that? A little sad? Mixed a little bit of this, a little bit of that, huh? She's making that. The so-so gesture. The so-so, half, half, half. In French, that's comme si, comme ça. So, we'll check back in with you tomorrow after our very last day of travel. And uh, it's been a real pleasure sharing our trip with all of you. And it's just so nice to have it documented for ourselves and to let all of you know that it's possible to get out there and do it and see the world with your family, take your kids, have an adventure. It's well worth it. Mm-hmm. You'll remember this forever, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I know I will.
Well, the amazing race might be done, but our trip sure wasn't. It's day 13 of our European adventure. Yeah, and it's our very last night in Europe. Last night in Budapest. Mm-hmm. And we've had a great day. We took our time this morning. It was nice. Yeah, and then when we had first arrived, we noticed that the prices in Hungary are quite a bit cheaper than they are in the U.S. and in a lot of other parts of Europe. It wasn't like rock bottom, but it was definitely like more affordable than the similar items would be. Yeah, so we'd sort of planted the seed early on, like, hey, if there's time for it, we we should do a little shopping and see what happens. So we walked, we walked a lot today, actually. We walked all over the city. And we all find some sweet items. We ended up going to this, like, designer t-shirt place, you know, they, where they do a lot of screen printing and yeah. uh, custom-made items. So it was like they'd... Sputnik. Sputnik. And they had repurposed a lot of, like, old items to be new with like the same cut so they would take these like old button-up shirts and then would like refurbish them so that they all had the same cut so there was a uniform look to all of their clothing um, but with different patterns and textures and things oh man and all the images t-shirts and tank tops and everything there was like a million different designs oh and so well made like beautiful cotton and really nice stitching they just feel good they feel good between two tank tops and they were had both bunnies on it and they were really cute and it was the first one with a cute bunny you got a cute bunny tank and a beautiful dress Mm mm-hmm what'd you get Lynn? I got... It's a... It's like a sweatshirt. Yeah. I got like a sweatshirt with a wolf on it. And it's a really cool cut. It's like a wide neck, um, you know, kind of that... Kind of that 80s style. It's a crop top, but then with the wide sleeves. Yeah, Yeah. it looks really cool. Wolf howling at the moon. Sweet. And then I got a backpack. Mm Mm-hmm. With a, a cool Radiohead mouse logo face with a snarly teeth. Yep. And I, from there, got a two t-shirts, one with an anchor. It's very boaty and hip right now, I suppose. <laughs> and then I got this really cool, um, it's kind of like a maxi dress, but then it's been all fringe cut all the way up to the, to the knees. It's perfect for summer. Yep. And I scored a super sweet all-over print t-shirt that is pastel origami cranes. Yeah, it's really great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I had to be pretty selective to even pick that one because there were several I could have gone with. Cool what, shop. Super what, cool. What were shop. some of the ones you were choosing? I wanted one with lollipops on it. It was super cute. <laughs> anyway, great store, designer t-shirts, all screen printed. Awesome, awesome. It was a great find. And like so rare that you can go into one place and find everything for the entire family. Yeah. In just a little boutique store. Yep. The kids found their things. We found our things. It was great. Yeah. And now we have items to take home and be like, I bought this on my last day in Budapest. Yeah. And then we walked all the way back across town to this restaurant that I've been eyeballing all day, all week, ever since we've been here. Yes. The Veg Bollywood. It's yeah, Bollywood vegetarian cuisine, which was great. Yeah. It was really good. It's just a one man show. It, and totally, um, yeah. everything you want in an Indian restaurant. Right, right. And they did this weird thing that the kids were like 
kind of in awe of where the rice had it almost looked like sprinkles were in it because there were little red and green and yellow flecks but it was not a vegetable of any kind it was like it was the rice itself in certain grains of the rice only few grains of the rice had food coloring Mm. on it i think yeah they were like yeah it's like food coloring sprinkles like do it all like i think it's on the dry rice the dry rice has individual grains that are like funfetti mix oh i thought he just sort of like sprinkled a few in there that then like maybe there's like food coloring sprinkles that then dissolved pretty sure it's in the dry rice mix okay anyway it was a very strange thing and kind of fun funfetti rice yeah Yeah. funfetti and then and then right next door to that place is a black moon tattoo which is the best rated and most popular tattoo shop in Budapest. Yeah, it's right across the street from our house. Yeah. And yeah, I went in there and I talked with them earlier and set up this appointment for Friday night because I wanted it to be our very last night so we could get all our spa soaking and swimming in. And um, I got a a sweet castle. Yeah, because it's been the summer of castles. Yeah. Before this summer, I've really never been to any legitimate castles. I've been to kind of, sort of, some castles, but never any, like, especially not in Europe. Oh, and so. it, every, like, it was like every day we went to a castle, huh? Or saw we one. Every day. <laughs> There's so many. We didn't even go to all of them or go in all of them. And so, yeah, a lot of my tattoos are, like, kind of merit badges, kind of badges of honor, or... Uh, tokens. You know, tokens of... Life and the castle is now part of my life. Left a left a mark on me. Mm-hmm. Tattoo is totally affordable. It was great, high quality, good work, good price. Yeah, cool shop. Yeah, and then yeah, we were just kind of mellow. I took a nap for a while. It was much needed after all the hustle and bustle of the last few days. And as we were walking around shopping, I saw a sign. That piqued my interest. And I was like, oh, I think I know. But our very last event. Oh, yeah. Merritt was like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Our last European event will be. Because Merritt's been playing this game, Escape the Room, or Can You Escape? What's Escape? Escape. Escape. And it's like a problem-solving puzzle game. And I've been helping her do some of these rooms. And I finished the whole thing. We finished the whole game. And it's pretty great because you have to figure out different codes and clues and find objects and find your way out of a room. Well, I saw a sign for Escape the Room Budapest in real life. So I called it up and I set up this appointment and... You got to choose from a couple different options, right? Yeah, like a serial killer one. Nope. No. Icky. Then there was like a cathedral mystery. Yeah, and I think that you got to wear... I saw a bunch of like monk... Um, robes, I think you got to dress up in that one as a monk. Ooh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were all hanging back there at the shop. Yeah, I think we would have been monks. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't do that one either. No, but we did. We did. The mystery of the Pharaoh's tomb. Yeah, and so the whole theme was that, like, the grandpa had died and left the inheritance. And he was a great archaeologist. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we showed up there... At our, our thing started at nine, and you basically get locked in this room. 
And it's all staged like the grandpa's office with all his, like... It is the grandpa's office. It's the grandpa's office, and it has, like, his chest and his... Typewriter. Typewriter and his desk and his... And there's padlocks on everything. Note. And there's locks and codes and combos and, like, maps on the wall and... And secret drawers. Yeah, and a big bookcase and rugs, fancy rugs. And then through the process, you find... Uh, UV flashlights. They, then you have to turn the lights off and find codes hidden Written in glow-in-the-dark paint. Yep, and that are in different like cabinets. Hi- yeah, and then hieroglyphics that correspond to certain numbers that then have to be entered into a combo lock. Yeah, and then we found these big wooden scarabs and these other like artifacts that then we had to. Uh, we finally like opened this big door that led to this tunnel to, all the way to Egypt. Yeah. And so then we had to carry all of our artifacts. Oh, and there was also a point where we had found this giant magnet and we had to use it to like move this key through a maze. Through a maze and get the key out of this box. That's it was rad. And then as we went into Egypt, the floor was all sandy and there was mm-hmm. like sarcophagus. And it was totally dark in there. We had to use our flashlights. Yeah. And there was a big table that we placed the scarabs and the other statues on. And as you would place each one in the corresponding spot, it would light up. And then it would light up something in the room. Mm-hmm. And there were all these hieroglyphs on the wall. And so we had to decipher different hieroglyphs. And each one would match up to a number. And then that's how we would get uh, crack the code to figure out what the, like the padlock numbers were or... Uh, there was a phone in the room, and so we had to like we found this strip of paper with all these different hieroglyphs that then matched up to the numbers on the phone, so that then we could get a key out of it. Th- I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, and then as we finally, as we finally got almost all of the objects placed on this table, yeah, more and more things would light up, and some sounds effects would come in, and then and the finally, girls were like freaking out. <laughs> Because there's a big sarcophagus that you think a mummy's going to jump out of at any yeah, time. The whole like thought of the dead person in the corner, it, it just freaked me out. I yeah. Just I didn't go next to that the whole time. <laughs> there was a giant Anubis statue with mm-hmm. red glowing eyes. After we, after we placed a certain scarab on the table, the eyes glow red. Mm-hmm. And then... The, the giant... The tomb. Tomb. Oh, started to glow. There was a crack. It, like, cracked open. And opened. And then we had to push and slide the whole thing the open. The top off, yeah. To find the one last statue to place. And then we had to each put our hand. There was a spot where we had to place our hands to activate the whole thing. So once we got all these different scarabs placed, there were probably eight of them. Yeah. And then there and then were like, like four five, five, statues. five statues that had to be perfectly placed to get the whole thing lit, lit up. Then we each put placed our hand on the palm print. And then the door swung open and we were able to get out of the room. And we did it with 10 minutes to spare. And we only asked for assistance from our guide a couple of times because you could walkie-talkie in and really couldn't find anything. And he would just give you kind of he a He would hint. give you a, like a clue. He would say like, Look somewhere you've already looked, and then the clues are close together. Right. Or he'd say... In the dark. Turn the lights off. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) It was great. It was so cool. I didn't really get the turn the lights off one. Well, it was because we had the black light flashlights. Yeah. And then all those glowing clues. And it said, look somewhere in the dark. Yeah. Well, and I was bummed because I had thought, like, oh, black lights only work in the dark, and we have these black light flashlights, but then I didn't think that we had access to being able to turn the lights off in the room. Me either. Yeah. And, like, that didn't click for me that, like, oh, you could just turn. 
Plus their light switches here are different. They look like buttons. <laughs> and the light switches are very different. They don't... Like a, yeah. They look like buttons, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't compute that like, oh yeah, we have access to turning the lights off. I thought that maybe we would unlock something and then the lights would turn off on their own. And anyway. Anyway, it was great. It and was our team awesome. did it. And it was a great conclusion to our adventure. Mm-hmm. It really set in the strength of our team and our unity and our problem-solving abilities. And we head out early, early in the morning. Yep, we got some final packing to do and some rest to get. And tidy up our little Airbnb and leave it nicer than we found it and get on a plane. I know. Well, yeah. I'm ready and not ready. Same. Kind of got some feelings. <laughs> and so, thank you all for joining us and listening to this. It has been fantastic to share our adventures with you. And stay tuned. I'm sure you'll be hearing more travel log adventures from us in the future. Oh, yeah. We're not done yet. We love you all. Good night and goodbye. Bye. I can't believe it's over. I know, it went so fast. Yeah, well, that was absolutely amazing. We visited five countries in two weeks, all with one backpack each slung on our shoulders, and we documented the entire journey for you. And all of this with a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old in tow. It was completely life-changing for me. And I know it was for the kids. These memories are going to stay with them for a lifetime. I hope that you listening got a lot of laughs and a lot of insight into some of these beautiful cities. And got to know our family deeper. It's really fun to share all of our love and playful experiences with you. And so do know that every trip we take, we'll be sharing with you in the future. Yeah, let us know what you think. We love your feedback, your comments, your input. Uh, it really nurtures us and keeps us going on this show so you can do that of course on the ecstatic existence facebook page leave some comments let us know what you thought we also have a phone number now which is super exciting so call the hotline and let us know you know specifically what you think of this show uh these episodes and then also what do you want to know more about you know we're we're dedicated to bringing you topics on the leading edge of health and wellness and inspiration you know one of our jobs here too is to just make you laugh and make you happy give you something positive to look forward to in your day so the ecstatic existence hotline you can call 206-249-9064 again that's 206-249-9064 Leave us a voicemail. We can't wait to hear from you. As always, this program is listener-supported, listener-powered, listener-sponsored. You can choose to show your support either through the social media, liking, sharing, posting, and promoting the content that you hear here. You can also support us financially, which helps the bandwidth, the storage, the hosting sites that 
store all of our wonderful episodes. You can do that through Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and look up Ecstatic Existence. All those links are always in the liner notes of the show. We love you. We love our sponsors. Thank you so much for contributing on a monthly basis and deciding that this is the kind of content that you want to contribute to keeping going in the world. Yeah, our sponsorship is growing and our reach is growing. You know, we're able to connect with people all around the world that wouldn't normally have access to this kinds of information. And so that's really powerful. And, um, and we're so appreciative. Yeah, it means so much. So it's a big honor to be able to share with all of you. Um, please reach out to me. You can email me, daniel at ecstaticexistence.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Rachel Alcian. I love connecting on Facebook, Rachel Alcian. And also you can find me on my website, rachelalcian.com. There's a lot of love here, a lot of support. Happy travels. <laughs>